This is Mona Lisa Baseball. Anonymity in life, I think, is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I guess there's always a curiosity of people knew who I was, would life be better? I think most of the time, no. But you hear some people, I heard Will Smith say that in an interview once, where he's like, no, man, he's like, I fucking love being famous. This is well before the slap. Um, uh, yeah. It was kind of like, you know, that's everything I ever asked for. And yeah, he rode a hell of a wave. But what do you do now if you're Will Smith and you're famous? Well, now he's infamous. I, he became infamous. Yeah. I think that... I don't know. At the point it's your job, you lose a joy in it. Do you think like in around the turn of the century, guys playing baseball, they were just having fun and like they had other jobs? Yeah. Or let's take it even further back. Go like 1880, 1875. People playing baseball. Yeah. Were they just having fun? Yeah, I think so. And I think they did have other jobs. I'm reading a book right now about a guy like really, really trying to go back as far as possible with, to the roots. Rounders. And yeah, so we're in, we're like in the 1830s, 1850s. And the chapter that I'm in, they're really going through the people that were part of the Abner Doubleday story of how he invented the game. And he said, well, if it wasn't him, then who was it? And how close is it linked to England? And did an American just think it up? And. <laughs> You know, all those things of, well, how close is it to rounders? What's the other, the names are two old cat, three old cat, four old cat, depending on how many people you had. Yeah. But yeah, it was strictly fun. It was strictly, strictly fun. And For the love of the game. Yeah, straight up. And dude, I got to tell you, before we started this, I, I started to get a little nervous because the reality is, it's kind of scary, man. Like, I think I hate baseball. I think we I both hate. Do. No, I hate Major League Baseball. Like, yeah. dude, I'm getting resentment when I hear certain stories that I shouldn't get resentment from. And that same thing is happening, which we talked to A3 about a little bit, where yeah. you're starting to look for failure in the game. I hate. Oh, it's so cynical, dude. It's so crazy, man. It's. Ugh. I see that dark abyss in front of us, in front of me, in front of you. Dude, it's bad. And what's You're crazy on team is... blow it up now? You're on team blow it up? <laughs> well, listen, hear me out on this. This is where the sadness comes from. It's like, I feel like once I made it to Wrigley, it's like, it's never been the same. I went to the hallowed grounds and I got the experience and that was, that was supposed to be this trajectory of like reinstating the love and instead it kind of it's just not what i expected okay i've been saying a bunch of times i'm trying to get to the heart of the matter and yeah i'm getting i'm getting close and i think here's what's so depressing for me is here's what i saw i saw in chicago especially a little bit in milwaukee but at wrigley i saw a thriving baseball community and the thing that I realized was this town doesn't want anyone to take baseball from them. And this town is not going to put up some sort of stand against designated hitters or robot umps. Right. 
or anything that might be coming in the future. The thing is, just shut the fuck up. Stay away. I want to go to a ball game. Get with the program. Yeah. And if you're hating on the rules, you're hating on baseball and you don't need to be here. Yeah. And I think that's what's terrified me is I think I wanted to see that or hear other people. Yeah, it doesn't need a hitter. It fucking sucks. Like, not a peep. I went to a Giants game. Okay. I sat in view level. Okay. And I yelled myself hoarse. Yeah, okay, good job. And there was a guy, two seats down, uh-huh. who every time I yelled was like, fuck yeah. Okay. And I kept looking at him in there. I'm like, yeah, he knows it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think the Giants were, I don't remember who the Giants were playing, which is lame, but their <laughs> DH was batting seventh. The DH was seventh, and I uh. stood up, and I cupped my my hands to my mouth. And I yelled, why do we even have this rule? And there was a guy, one guy, okay, okay, sitting at the end of the line who was 100% down with what I was saying. Mm-hmm. One out of probably a few hundred that could hear so, you. So, yeah, we have, there's an audience. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's okay. Let's get down to brass tacks. People have a dichotomy of emotions. I think A10 brought this up like beautifully in one of our previous episodes. It's a dichotomy of emotions. We want baseball to be popular. We want baseball to be healthy. Yep. I think those are two different things. That's a whole nother discussion, but mm-hmm. it's hard to hold two different opposing ideas in your brain at the same time. Yeah. I don't like this change, but I want to be on part of team baseball. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm depressed. So, I mean, I've said it before, we're an insurgency. We are the rebels. We are saying we've drawn a line in the sand. Designated hitter in one league was as far as you should go. And anything past that is ridiculous. You're ruining the game. Yes. If you could see me nodding my head, it's like I'm at a sermon. Mm Mm-hmm. We knew something was going to happen at Wrigley. And I think it all really, really hit me right there where I felt the joy of the baseball community and they were perfectly willing to go on without me. Uh, yeah. And not even that, it's like, shut the fuck up. We don't need any dirt thrown on this. Like we're doing fine going out to day games and yeah, get over it. DraftKings sign is in right field. Like, yeah, oh sports gambling rules. Oh, God. And, okay, so now that we bring that up, let's talk about Disney entering the sports gambling world in a big way. I don't know much about it, except there it is. In 1937, Walt Disney Company released Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And in 2024... Disney will be releasing ESPN Bets, a sports betting conglomerate. Ooh, that don't sound right. I don't know how you could draw a starker contrast. (laughs) You want to talk about the decline of society? There it is. (laughs) Keep going. Keep going. ESPN Bets uh, will be competing with DraftKings because that's where the money's at. I mean, look, it's sports betting. It's fucking sports betting. Like, you want to bet on shit? Bet on your own life. 
bet on your ability to wake up tomorrow and go to work and like get a promotion. Don't fucking bet on the raised win a game like plus two. Like this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of anyone. Seriously, bet on yourself. Look, if you got a lot of disposable income and you want to like game a little bit, just play games that you'll win. Don't play games that are stacked against you. These betting services, DraftKings, the East Pan, but all like you're not going to ever make money doing this. And buying into this illusion that you can quit your job, stop doing responsible things, and just make money because you know because you like sports. <laughs> good luck. The house is always going to beat you. Uh-huh. I know. I'm done. It's so funny that they can hold the illusion at the same time of this publicly traded company that is worth millions taking people's money and all the advertisements are telling you now you can win too. And people are soaking that shit up. I mean, I know I heard some guy, I don't remember what it was. I was watching something on YouTube and this guy made a pretty good point. I never seen him before. And then before I could get the hell away, it was at the end of the clip and he's going da 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 DraftKings. Well, guess what sport I'm making money on now? Baseball. And he was a guy that was talking about uh, who knows Aaron Rodgers or something like that. And it wasn't even a real event. He's sponsored by DraftKings. And the thing is, he's not making money on baseball. That's what the advertisement says. Oh my god! But yet. In a YouTube version, it almost looks like he's got the same green screen or something where, you know, he's telling real facts and then just slips in, oh, and you guys should use DraftKings too. Right. It's kind of like, you know, Cambiar used to do it with like Amici's Pizza. You hear the voices that you (laughs) know. but that's pizza. Tom Tolbert's voice, but then you're like less likely to turn it off because it's the voice of the people you know. One of those strategies. Bruce Boshi for (laughs) the pizza. I'm like the pizza. But. The thing that really jumped out at me when I first heard it was, holy shit, ESPN is the sports news, we'll call it that, and now they're getting involved in betting, so they are going to be swaying for their own profits. I'm so glad you said that. As if there could be any more of a direct, what do they call it, conflict of interest? Yeah. You're telling people how to think about teams, and then they're going to go place mm-hmm. bets on that? Yes. What could go wrong? <laughs> it's perfect. Their profits should work out really well for them. I'm having an out-of-body experience because, again, this is Disney. <laughs> I know. I guess Disney's losing so much money now, they need to do this. It's crazy. They're like, okay, look, well, DraftKings is pulling in a billion every year. Like, well, Let's get a piece of that pie. Yeah. I saw something that said Disney stock is at a nine-year low. Yeah, all their movies are tanking. Yeah, everything they've done has been... Star Wars is in the toilet. Uh, They shit all over Indiana Jones. (laughs) I didn't see it. You know, I mentioned Snow White earlier. They actually have a remake of Snow White coming out. Oh, good. Good. And, like, no knock on the beautiful people playing these roles. Snow White's not white. That's fine, I guess. But the dwarves are not dwarves. And at some point, it's like, well, hmm. okay. why not just make a new like movie? Like, why is like, why are we? It's not Snow White. It's not a story about true love. It's like, okay, you want to be a girl boss with seven magical creatures? Just make a different movie. Like, wh- how creatively bankrupt are we that we hmm. can't write new stories? We gotta like hmm. bank on the old ones in a way that like 
just name recognition alone. Like anyone who you know respects the old story is going to look at this and be like, wait, what? I'm not saying the, the fairy tale isn't outdated, whatever you want to say, like doesn't match up with modern norms, but just make a new movie. Don't shit on this classic. Here's the thing that bugs me quite often is when sports betting gets mentioned, the automatic line that follows it is someone reminds you what year it is. And that doesn't make it okay. By saying, yeah, it's 2023, that's where things are headed. To gloss over the conflict of interest is a serious mistake because this can't be good for the health of the sport. If the news is trying to control big dollars through betting, how far can that possibly get from the phrase for the love of the game? And like you said so long ago, you you said this so long ago, and it's only going to get more true every minute. Timmy in the backyard knocks one over Mr. Garland's fence to beat the, the spread. spread. That's it. There it is. That's your sport. Oh, God, that's so depressing. Baseball is so much a fabric of American society that we can say Black Sox and you understand that's even more powerful than saying conflict of interest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They literally define it for a whole generation. Like what is conflict of interest? It's throwing games for money. Yeah. Or just highlighting this one team so they know that like 10% more people will bet on them and we can switch mm -hmm. the book a little bit and make mm -hmm. more money. It's just, it's... Filthy. Dude, as a guy who writes algorithms or like writes code, like I understand how this shit works. It's just fucking dirty. Yeah. I think I was telling you I met Barry Bonds in the airport in uh in ninety seven and there was so much glee and disbelief in my mind. When we heard he was in the airport, I remember running like a OJ Simpson commercial through an airport. Running. Running. It's like, he's at gate C-28, and it's like, ready, go. And eventually we found him, and standing in front of him, shaking his hand and talking to his face, was an out-of-body experience for me at 17. And I'm picturing that compared to <laughs> today's athlete, people are going to go up to him and said, like, dude, that homer netted me 30 grand last night. Oh, God. Like, I love you. It's going to be more about that shit. And that just reminded me when I, this was at a holiday gathering. I have a couple relatives that are really into fantasy sports. So I think this was fantasy football. And we asked my cousin a great question, which was, okay, just flat out, would you rather have your home team win or your fantasy team win oh for bragging rights yeah like what if your team loses but your fantasy team wins yeah and it took him about five seconds he thought about it and he goes oh. yeah fantasy I'd, I'd rather win yeah and at that point once you lose your home team yeah that's what it is it's for other reasons than love of the game well that's where team loyalty goes away and yeah. you don't care if people get traded you're like oh that's a good move right. for this team you become invested right. in like all the teams it gets weird yes i've uh -huh. you and i have never crossed that line yeah i dabbled 
really briefly. I have too. I know. I know. And we both were like. A long time ago. Uh, what are we doing here? It wasn't for me. It's just kind of a waste of. I'm not. Look. Okay. To everyone out there who plays fantasy. <laughs> I play video games. Don't hate you. <laughs> I play all kinds of games. So I'm not knocking what you're doing. What you're doing is sounds awesome. It's just. My problem is that. And it's not really a problem. It's just that when you game something, what does it mean to to like be a top gamer? Like where you're at the top of your game. It's, you know, all the rules. You're just right on that razor's edge of what you can actually get away with and how you can walk right up to that line and not cross it. And everyone's doing it. I mean, is that what the fans want to see? Or do the fans want to see people? playing the game genuinely really with a respect for the rules i think that's what i'm trying to figure out is i don't know the current baseball fan outside of i guess for lack of a better term my generation and when people talk about what the fans want and they want to see bat flips no i don't know i don't know what they want but it doesn't seem sustainable because I don't think you can really force feed more home runs into baseball more than what's going on right now. I mean, I guess you could shorten the fences. Uh, I guess you could clone Shohei, move the mound back. You know, Shohei hit a one hit shutout and hit two home runs and a double header. He played DH for both games. Damn. That's a baller. Okay. Let me see if I got this right. He pitched one of the games. Yes, he one hit shutout. One of the games in the double header. Yes, <laughs> he pitched. <laughs> no, I wasn't implying that. I just want to get the facts straight. He pitched one of the games, nine innings of one hit shutout. Yeah, the first. Yeah, I was like, it was the first game, complete game. Yep. Damn, and hit two home runs in two games. That's right. <sighs> Fucking a. That's the big show, dude. Damn. Damn. I guess the line for me already got crossed. But I mean, it, let's be honest here. I I cannot, and this might speak to your point earlier about do I want to blow it up? I cannot wait to hear if Manfred's bringing in RoboOMPs next year. Or what's it called? Hawkeye. If Hawkeye's coming in. They're installing it. They make the announcements in, in October, right? In middle of playoffs. Or that's what they did last year anyway. It's going to be installed. Every park. <laughs> I, I just can't wait to find out. You think it's a done deal. Like it's happening. No, no. They're installing. They're installing The it. technology. Currently. The way they're going to use it is up in the air. And we've said on the show that they're going to do the thing where it's going to be the appeal. Like. Oh, right. So you get public. three appeals per team per game. And if you're okay, right, okay. you keep it. And if you're wrong, you lose it. And you tap your helmet three times. Oh, the, the pitcher, the catcher, and the batter, those are the only three people who can appeal a strike or a ball. I wonder if that's going to boot people like my dad. I don't know. Where he's down with the pitch clock, but then you start getting into tapping helmets. And you know how you can talk to old people? I mean, or. You know, you hear like a, a song and maybe half the song plays and you're you're wondering if your dad next to you like likes the song and he kind of goes, I don't really know what this is. This is too weird for me. 
and you go, oh yeah, this isn't classic rock. Like this wouldn't make sense to him. I'm kind of sensing some of that coming. Where helmet taps, like, eh, let's see what else is on. You know, sometimes the old things are better. Like honestly, have you listened to new music? It's ridiculously bad. I mean, I think my dad said that one very well. He says, "I'm just saying what every generation says." It's just like our kids' music sucks. <laughs> no, we're right. They were all wrong. I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you my grandma, my grandma would not listen to any music that had "quote unquote" the beat. Whoa! Any kind of bass was um, she wouldn't. She's not feeling that. Okay. Right. Bringing the beat to baseball. You know, I mean, I don't like walk up songs. I've always been a opponent of those. Um, walk up songs are. I just I hate everything that's happened with baseball. Like I really do. Thank you so much for providing me this outlet to talk about baseball. I don't know any better way uh, to really like talk about what's happening with America because everything that's happening in America, like how do you even start? How do you talk about anything without just being controversial? Yeah. And I kind of thought that this take that you had on baseball was completely genuine and completely non-controversial. And meanwhile, you know, MLB is trying to shut our YouTube channel down. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know it's so fucked up is because they know a hundred and ten percent that we're right, a hundred percent, hundred percent or more. This shit can't take root, dude. Or it's the end for them. Yeah, it's the birth of like a new league that plays real baseball. Yep, I know. There it is. I mean, that's it. The only way that you can like erase all the BS right now is uh, you take the money out and you bring it back to the love. So obviously that just crashes everything Yeah, and that could never work. So it could only be a league that people play because they love it and they're really good at the same time. Um, and you will be missing out. I mean, one of the great things that MLB and every professional sport has going for it is you can say, these are the best players in the world. And that mm -hmm. feels really good because you know, especially when you're there, like this is the cream of the crop. You know, could you make that play Brandon Crawford just did? No. And no one else could either. Mm. There's something really, really elegant about that. However, when it gets blown up to the point that people are getting surgeries so that they can cash in on it, something has to change. And so... You can't reduce the salaries. You can't reduce any of it. It's just going to have to eat itself. I mean, that's all that can happen right now is... People getting surgeries before they're even injured. Right. Yes. It's like, you're just going to need this probably for the next year. So let's just do it yeah, this... you'll thank us later. Let's just do it this year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Call it Tommy John. What does Tommy John think about Tommy John? It's a good question. Yeah. I don't... I would not... If that was my name attached to that shit, like, it's not even the same thing he had. It's, like, totally different. Oh. Oh, you know what this really great thing happened when Sam and I watched PBS baseball series? They were talking about Lou Gehrig at the end of his career, how he, he struggled, mm. and he couldn't figure out why. And at some point in batting practice, he flat out whiffed 10 straight just meatballs. And at that point, you know, he already knew something was up. But, yeah. you know, it's like anyone who's aging thinks like, oh, man, I'm getting older. But, like, <laughs> this couldn't be right. You know, yeah. And then they say he had this disease that doctors discovered, 
it is now known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And Sam flies over to me with her eyes and goes like, those are the same fucking person. It's like, yeah, that's Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig and Lou Gehrig's disease. They're, she didn't know the link. She didn't understand the link. I, and she didn't know that. Oh, well, she does now. Yeah. yeah. She didn't know. I mean, how could she, but prowess of the thirties or whatever, big enough that they're going to name a disease after you. That's how big baseball was back then. Like you were a baseball player. You were, it was tops. Yeah. The tops in America, man. Oh, I got an update for you. Okay. So we went to Wrigley. It was part of their spiel was the, uh, this is where Babe Ruth called a shot in this ballpark. Yeah. So I got to go to my local bookstore and they have a tremendous, it's a used bookstore, tremendous baseball section. And I usually limit myself to two baseball books. And I went in this last week and it had been maybe a couple months. And, you know, who the hell is buying baseball books? So I thought it was going to be all the same titles. And I was really pleasantly surprised there were some new ones. And I came across a book. I had another one similar to this, but this was just a further version of it. And it's called My Greatest Day in Baseball. And so there was a journalist that interviewed some of the old players. And he got to interview Babe Ruth in the 40s. And asked Babe the question, okay, let's talk about your greatest day in baseball. And he goes, all right, mm. like, let's clear this up right now. Let's talk about the called shot. And I'm sitting mm. there in my bed just going, I- I'm the luckiest guy in the world. I get to read this right now. And it's only a few pages, but I think he interviews 40-something baseball players. I'm probably a third of the way through. A lot of fun. Ty Cobb's on there. Anyway, back to this called shot. So he goes, all right, here's the deal. I'm the luckiest son of a bitch in the world because it kind of happened and it kind of didn't. But basically, (laughs) I let the pitcher throw two strikes by me. And at each one, I made some sort of gesture like, okay, that's one. Saying like, you got to get three past me. And then it's like, boom. Okay, that's two. And then he kind of like doesn't point, but he kind of just like waves out there like, (laughs) give me one more of those and see what happens. And he goes, I'm the luckiest son of a bitch ever. I connected, I hit it, and they were jeering me like crazy before that, and I just don't know how I'm so lucky. And I never should have done that, but I wasn't sitting there, you know, pointing my finger or anything. I just kind of, like something happened where the teams were really jeering each other, and I was kind of talking to... The crowd, the dugout, the team on the field, kind of everyone at once. And then just, I'm a lucky son of a bitch. I just connected. (laughs) And uh, it was just great. I love it. Just great. Totally, totally loved it. One of my principles when I go to a game is to boo, but cheer just as hard as you boo. Like, boo as hard as you cheer. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Right? You got to give it on both sides. Otherwise, you're just a kook. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're going to be loud, like- just go to jeer. Yeah. Get loud correctly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. You actually lost your voice. Uh, usually when I go to games, I lose my voice. That's <laughs> that's routine. I've only done it once. I legitimately, in school the next day, I had nothing. Nothing. Dude. Just this. <laughs> like, writing, like, I went to Giants game on paper. Big game. It's a big game. Well, I mean, what's the point of using it if you're not going to lose it? <laughs> It's only happened to me twice. This is great. One one was a tiny venue, Ghostface Killer from Wu-Tang. 
came through Austin in this tiny venue. And I've never seen a concert like it. Just rock the house. Rocked the house. Wow. Lost my voice that night and the next day. Yeah, good. And that actually spilled into Halloween. <laughs> nice. The only other time I lost my voice was a pivotal Giants Dodger night game at Candlestick. Oh, yes. Okay. And uh, it's one of two sporting events that are tied as far as best things I've ever seen in person. And uh, it's just, just sensational. Those are my two voice losses in my whole life. Really? So worth it. I've never actually lost it, but I would say that it like got a little rough horse. the next day. Yeah, this is the next level beyond horse where you're trying to tell someone something and it's... <laughs> and you feel like you can do it because you've talked your whole life and you can't do it. You can't. It's been my absolute pleasure bringing this about for baseball and i love that i got at least one person to feel as much as i felt it sounds like you had an aha moment of holy shit this is what i've been thinking and there it was there's ten thousand of us there's i know there's ten thousand but that was in the small number like somehow we were able to find one that was right along with me. That's like, preach on brother. Like, yes, yes, this. And what's so amazing, I, like I can speak about it this way because when I came out with it, I knew that every single person was going to agree with me. And then I found out something really, really different. Um, but 100%, I thought disagreeing me with on any of it would basically be impossible because you know like the world's finest lawyer it was hey man the facts are right here like obviously i'm right and the response was not what i expected but the way you came to me i knew it was the same okay cool Sounds good, right? Good luck. The house is always going to beat you. Let's see what else is on. This shit can't take root. Like, what if your team loses but your fantasy team wins? tops okay i'd like to hear more